Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense or knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. And I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Before we get started today, I would love to share some tools with you to help with stress and feeling overwhelmed, especially for the energetically sensitive person. Feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. So I'm super excited today because I get to connect with somebody that I found through a course with another podcast guest, masterclass course with Kelly Marie. So thank you so much for joining me today, Tammy Gulland. I'm excited to share you with the world for sure. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm super excited to be here with you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Would you mind telling us all about yourself? Oh my goodness, and where to begin. I'm actually going to talk just a teeny bit about where I came from because I think it has a lot to do with where I ended up in terms of my life. So I was always intuitive and empathic, but I just didn't know it. As a little kiddo, I was very intuitive and empathic, and I was in the perfect lab to find this out because I actually learned that energy was my first language. Being the youngest, and I actually grew up in an old farmhouse on a dairy and hog farm in Wisconsin, you know, kind of the idyllic, right? Everybody's got a dairy farm in Wisconsin. Back in the day, that was true, it seemed like, and I was the youngest in this house of 14 children. So we actually lived upstairs, me and my family. There were six of us and our parents. And then my cousins and their their mom and dad lived downstairs and there were eight kids and the two. So I was the youngest of these 14 children. And as you can imagine, 11 boys and three girls in, in a stone house on a dairy farm in Wisconsin was anything but quiet, right? Can you imagine how many kids just... Uh. But that helped me to uh, really get a handle on energy being our first language. And because of that lab I grew up in, I learned how to be in tune with energy. I learned how to uh, work with energy. And it took me a long time to figure out I was intuitive. I just thought it was, I was weird. Like, okay, this is just weird. This is not normal. And it took me a lot of experiences, a lot of learning to really realize that this weird thing was actually kind of a gift. And how to, how to use it as a gift. And from that, I've actually utilized it in many ways in my life. But I've created a body of work called Energetic IQ. And I help my clients and it has helped me to really know how to work with my energy and to help other people work with their energy. People who tend to be deeply sensitive and empathic, they may or may not know it. Like me, I didn't know it for a long time. I just like, oh, I'm kind of in tune and like I feel a lot of things all of a sudden and I don't know why. And so those people, um, they end up coming to me when oftentimes they have something unexpected happen in their life, like 
life throws them a curveball and they're like, wait, whoa. And they get taken off course or um, really overwhelmed. And then I help them understand like how they're wired and how they can move ahead in their world and work with energy and be in command of their energy versus feeling overwhelmed by it. Yeah, well, it's true. We do live in an energetic world first. We're energetic beings first. We just happen to have a physical body as a vehicle. And it. I think kids... Kids come in that way and, and, you know, there's entire cultures that have been stripped of that awareness. I was having a conversation just today with a client about how systematically every culture probably that's been in touch with the modern world has been stripped of the connection or awareness or the normalization of the fact that we're energy first and physical bodies second mm-hmm. and or spiritual beings on top of being energetic beings uh, you know that premise has been manipulated i think in one way or another for everybody to kind of untangle and undo and realize that they're divine beings energetic beings spiritual beings who have all the power and connectivity inside them if they're connected to the earth mother nature something better than bigger and better than them (laughs) um Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word so i think it's fascinating that uh you kind of stayed connected it sounds like you stayed connected Um, well i think there were some okay so like that is a common theme tammy that is a i mean that's happened in my life like it's Mm -hmm. a common theme where the off the beaten path happens or or on the beaten path happens, I should say. And time or experience brings us off the beaten path um, and back to ourselves. So let's go. Give me the details. How did well, think, how did all this yeah. work for you? Because you didn't, it sounds like you didn't become a worker of the intuitive energetic IQ right out of high school. No, no, no. There's you know, I think oftentimes there's a lot of, at least for me, there was a lot of trial and error in my life. And going down the path that I thought I should go down, how it should look, you know, go to university, graduate from university, go do your thing. And I was very, I felt very, I listened to my intuition about what that was for me, I felt like, and I followed that path. So I was going along this path and I was working uh, for a governmental agency helping people to promote food and food products that came out of Wisconsin. And I loved the job. It was super creative and, you know, kind of minding my own business, but being while back at the ranch and uh, a few things happened. I went into management and I felt like that was not really what I wanted to be doing. And uh, we had our first child and he was wired very differently than what we might have expected. And so it was a lot of focus on how do I how do I help a child who seems to be and was diagnosed as ADHD to channel his energy in a way that that he can be successful in the world that we can help him channel his energy and that led me into a whole nother path because I had sort of the perfect storm with my son and his behavior and. Then it was my own health crisis of chronic chronic candida, and my dad was dying at the same time, and sort of everything kind of hit the fan at once, and I really had to look at, okay, what am I doing, and what do I need to be doing, 
And that spun me off of the, the path I was on into a path of, of really trying to work with and, and help our son. And from that, I actually had a dream one night. And I had seen a post of uh, somebody who had said she she was doing like family coach training. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. It kind of caught my attention. And then I had a dream. And the dream was, and I somehow, you know how dreams, you're like, you just know certain things, but you don't know how you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Archangel Michael in my dream. And he was, he was showing me that I was going to be working with this woman and going through this coach training. And I would feel this huge wave of relief. And I was like, what? So, you know, I go from like, a degree in college in egg journalism and marketing, you know, egg journalism, egg economics and marketing to like, what? I'm going to become a family coach. What does <laughs> this even work? Right. Total, mm. total curveball. So I follow this path and, and do a lot of different things, a lot of different trainings, and a lot of different things to try to help our son and really learned a vast amount of, of information, tried a lot of things and really saw what didn't work and what did work for him. I felt a calling to start actually coaching people, helping other parents that were struggling like we were. Mm-hmm. And because he had such a turnaround, both at school and at home. And and so this is kind of where I, I was led, right? And so my life, everything that happens in your life, I feel, are the ingredients to get you where you need to go. Yes. It doesn't always feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't always feel good. You're at the you grocery store like, gathering <laughs> your recipe ingredients. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And so that was like just one of many uh, things that happened that kind of led me down this path. And and it's been, you know, a lot of like resisting, <laughs> if I'm being honest, like, no, why am I going to do that? Like, you know, because... I think our brains can go into like, well, this is how my life should look. This is what it sh- I should be doing or how it should look. And it's like, well, that's not always how it goes. Right. The should. <laughs> the should is the anti, anti-intuition. anti It's the anti-intuition. It yeah, is. And it so. Is. Interesting. Yeah. And I, you know what? We've talked about doubt on this podcast quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I'm I'm pretty certain that should has been kind of shaken in the podcast like pepper, but mm-hmm. you know you just saying that right now is not like pepper. It's like a steak on your plate. So <laughs> it, it's it's so true. Like the shoulds keep us away from our intuitive path all the time. Like the keeping up with the Jones, what the expectation for a pension is, or what you know the house expectation is, or like all. The shoulds, they should be lit up like yellow warning signs on the stoplights. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And should does not lead to satisfaction. The shoulds don't lead to satisfaction. No, they don't lead to joy or satisfaction. They lead to obligation and responsibility and take you away from who you are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, not saying that there's some sentences that should probably is appropriate, like you should look after your children. Mm-hmm. There's common sense in this. People are not saying that, you know, you need to throw out the bath water and the baby at the same time. But you're going to understand as Tammy dives into this a little more with my probing, what the discernment is between those shoulds and this should, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure in your coaching that the word should comes up. Oh, yeah. From, not from me, but usually from clients. And it might not even sound like the word should. 
Yeah. But it's it's an expectation they have on themselves or on other people. Yeah. Um, that or the judgment that they have on themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't this different, or why am I struggling with this? So it's not the word should, but it's still that energy of like it should be different. Right. And that's why I wanted to dive a little bit here with you because there are many aspects to doubt that so it has a whole bunch of faces and I wanted to like highlight some of the faces of should because I it sounded like you'd had experience with it so um judgment is huge judgment's huge like that's part of that that intricately woven mesh that is the thing we call society that's keeping us apart from our selves <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh it's really interesting so so you go from you know in empowering your son i'm assuming an official diagnosis of adhd or that's what the doctor told us yeah so you go into empowering your son on this journey of learning um and now you're you're coaching kids you're coaching families what are you doing what did how did that morph into yeah. your current business yeah, so it started as um, actually coaching the parents that had what I called spirited children. They were just spirited. You know, they were just like, okay, they're wired differently. How do we work with it? It's not a crisis. It's a puzzle. Let's figure it out. Everybody is their own unique person. So let's see what's here and let's really enhance the gifts that are here and work with them and their energy and their focus so that they can bring out more of the areas that are strengths and are contributions and, and like not work against themselves essentially. So I did that for about seven years and I wrote my first book during that time. And then I was complete. It was like, I w- it was just very clear. It's like, okay, I'm complete with this. And um, my, my business then morphed into helping women um, who had healing type businesses to market their business and get, get their word out into the world in a bigger way. So I've had different evolutions in my business and I think it just reflects my background and, you know, my own experiences a lot along the way. And, um, so I did that for probably about seven or eight years. And then now I'm really focused on the individual and helping people with, with, again, still uh, understanding their unique wiring, but for themselves and sometimes in the relationships could be a significant other or um, business partner or whatever, uh, but helping them to channel their energy in a way that's, you know, really having them stand in and own their impact and who they are and not be in judgment of themselves and accept and embrace who they are. So that brings us back to intuition and you connecting with who you were as a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Full circle. So fun. Absolutely. And I was a spirited kid for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that got tampered down over time and like, you know, society and conditioning and things you start to believe, things you're told or whatever, right? Experiences. Mm -hmm. And the gift though is for us to each be who we are best we can because that's ultimately the gift for all of us as we stand in our own energy and complete the puzzle, right? It's it's a puzzle that we're all part of. Right. Yeah. And they all fit into each other and they all connect. Every puzzle mm-hmm. piece is connected in a puzzle, right? And, Absolutely. Yeah. Love that visual. I had a fire pit 
circle in my head, but the puzzle actually goes in uh, into the imagery in a different way, which is fun. Yeah, mm. really fun. And it's interesting, too, how we use terminology and how that terminology can actually um, shift our perspective and point of view on things. So the power of words, I noticed... I noticed you use very specific words in shifting people from crisis to puzzle and not difficult, but spirited and all the, the ways that stereotyping basically pigeonholes puzzle pieces <laughs> and, and takes us out of our individuality, which is interesting because when you claim your individuality and you realize how to connect again with the power of yourself it it then leads to so many more or so many more ways to connect better with other people right like the more happy the happier you are the easier you are to connect with as a puzzle piece um so it's it's fascinating your journey of going through everything that you learned to get to the place where now you're working with individuals to help them get to that happier, more connected place, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting work. And I, I really feel honored to be working with people in this way. Yeah, I'm sure it is fun to witness transformations. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) So I'm going to shift gears a little bit, Tammy. And how does intuition come to you? It comes to me in lots of different ways, honestly. Mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to be perfectly transparent, I have had lots of different ways that I have received intuition. Um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier the dream with Archangel Michael. I also have had, when my dad passed, you know, I have five siblings, and then, of course, my mom, we were at the front of the church where the casket was, and we were all standing around the casket holding hands. And they were singing a song at his funeral service. And I I was looking down at the casket. And all of a sudden, I could feel all of this energy moving through me. And I, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I looked up. And I'm looking at my siblings and my mom. And everyone's crying. And I'm just like, oh, oh my gosh, do you feel that? And I could feel this energy just. And it was like, the, the best way I could describe it is my dad giving us a hug. So mm-hmm. I felt like the, the energy so the intuition can come with feelings for me, mm-hmm. you know, like that type of thing, or, or even like truth tingles, right? Where I'm working with a client or maybe I'm doing a, a reading where I'm um, connecting with one of my clients, their team, their spiritual guides, and information will be coming through and I'll be writing and all of a sudden I'll feel it as truth in my body as it comes through. It's like, oh, that's amazing. I've never thought of that before. And so the tingles can be another way mm-hmm. I, I can hear like a, a brr, like a sentence or it's not usually a full sentence, but a few words or like I'll hear the words um, or I'll have a knowing like, oh, this is what's next. It's just a sense. It's like a sense in my body. I don't necessarily, I sometimes see things outside of me, but not often. It's more like a see-feel is how I describe it, like a see-feel phenomenon where I can kind of, I feel it, but I kind of sense it and see it, Mm -hmm. but it's not like outside of me. There's lots, I mean, we're all wired differently and definitely we can all receive intuition for sure. Yes, yeah, that's the whole point of this podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
It's what gets in the way from us listening. That's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. We already <laughs> talked about some of that with the should. Absolutely. So true. I got my goosebumps and felt the whole, like, like I was standing around your dad's casket as you described that. So it's, it is so amazing when, when people actually can acknowledge those things. But I, mm-hmm. I have shared messages with several of my family members who've had friends that have passed or mm-hmm. people close to them that have passed or, or other friends that maybe weren't as attuned to the spiritual world in that regard. And it was an eye-opening experience, and they accepted it mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. It definitely can be of service. Mm-hmm. For sure. A healing a healing can happen with that for sure. Absolutely. Wonderful. And actually that's what happened for me when my dad passed and that I had that experience. I actually had somebody that I went to and I said, yeah, my dad, my dad passed. I had this experience and he was a, he was a healer that I had been working with, with my chronic uh, candida yeast overgrowth. And he said, well, let me connect with your dad. And I looked at him. I'm like, what? <laughs> I had no idea he could do that. And so he um, brought a message through for my dad and it was like, oh my gosh. And, and then I was told, well, you could do this. And I, and then I had seen a few other people that, that also could talk to people who had passed. And, and again, every time I was told, well, you could do this. And probably by the whatever, fourth or fifth time, it's like, well, maybe I could do this. You know? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> it's kind of funny how that happens. But. Yes. Isn't it? Sometimes we need to hear those nudges a few times. It's like, oh, maybe I could. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Very cool. So you're back in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. You've come full circle. Yes. What's that like? It's great. It has been uh, about eight years of being away. And I felt like I was on my own journey of growth and discovery and some of it was very difficult and some of it was very amazing and as is life right and coming back new it feels like there's a whole different level of appreciation and how when you don't have something like my family is very dear to me and when I was not close in proximity it was really hard I really missed them and so it's like it just gives you a whole another level of appreciation for, you know, what you value and what's important to you. And so I feel really, really fortunate to be back. Nice. And it, it is true. We sometimes have to go away to, and come back to appreciate things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Tammy. This has been wonderful. I love connecting with people who have followed a path that's out of the norm, so to speak, and created their own path, which it sounds like you have definitely done. I mean, some of it was divinely led by your son, but at the same time, what a gift that has been for for many people, I'm sure, because that is, I'm I'm of the same mind that uh, spirited is definitely part of that diagnosis and highly aware and sensitive can be part of that diagnosis as well so if this can inspire parents to find your book or uh, reach out to the reach out to you for their own curiosity on how to support themselves in in uh, a family dynamic like that or in society uh, supporting a spirited child that would be awesome 
So absolutely, and and for the grown-up spirited child, totally, <laughs> because that's that's where then we actually there's an interesting story that I have. I decided to do a workshop years ago, and it was called the the spirited child and the label of ADHD. And I talked about the gifts of ADHD, and at the end of this talk, there was you know couples that came to my talk. And at the end, there's this young couple that stayed and uh, got talking to them and I figured they had a young child they didn't know. And, and they actually came for the man and the, they didn't have any children. They were going to get married. They came for the man and the couple. And he said, I had never thought of ADHD as a gift. And then he went out and told me about his story and kind of what had happened as a result of him in school and different things. And I was so grateful that I was able to um, honor him and mm -hmm. share with him the positives. And I could see how that e deeply affected him. And I thought about my own son and, and who he is now and how he is in the world. You know, he's a scientist working for a medical diagnostic company. It's awesome to see him utilizing his gifts. And, and both of my children have been some of my greatest teachers of all time. And I feel like kids are. Our kids are if we're just paying attention. Yeah. Animals and children. Animals and children. Yeah. On your page. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Thank you so very much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. It's going to be fun. Um, awesome. Really appreciate your time today. Absolutely. We will stay in touch for sure. All right. Thank you so much. Great. Until next time. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.